International. Welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hey, Pat. What's up? Nothing much. How are you doing? I'm good. It's been a while. We haven't recorded in a while. Yeah, it has been, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I think we've, we've gotten down on like an average of getting like two out a month, and I'm okay with yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I respect. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening and yeah. being patient, people. Two a month seems like where we're kind of settling, because yeah. uh, yeah, recording yeah, I mean, is... Yeah, this slightly is slightly challenging. So yeah, you know. yeah, and also like <laughs> the, the nature of the podcast, we have to have something ready and prepared. And I don't know if you have met me and Kath. Like, we're not the kind of people that <laughs> prepare things and get ready for them. If we had a shoot the shit podcast, like I'm sure we'd be shooting the oh, shit. Oh, we'd be killing it. Yeah, we'd be super consistent. Yeah, but we don't just shoot the shit for you guys. Okay, we pound the pavement, and by pavement, we do. I mean the keyboard, and by pound it, I mean type on it. And we, <laughs> we go out there, yeah, and we're always on Twitter, and people say, "Oh, you're just on Twitter." I'm like, I am researching is what i'm doing yeah i'm doing pre-production thank you very much i uh i literally early on in my relationship with priscilla i uh i um you know she knew me before uh, i was a comic and then like i became a comic for the years that we didn't you know live live in the same state and uh when she like after a few weeks she's like hey why are you like always on your phone you're always on social media and i said like sincerely i was like i mean with what i do i have to keep a strong presence It's the worst excuse. It's so yeah. easy to just be like, well, I can't delete it because uh, promotion or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I'm just addicted. It's awful. Yeah. I had deleted the app for a while on Facebook and was like very, very into myself for doing it. And uh, and then I just downloaded it one day and it, it said, yeah, it's a fucking trap. <laughs> my thing is I, I have them on my phone, but I don't have any notifications on. Yeah, so. that's what you got to turn off. I just check it like I, I just check it like I don't see when people are interacting with me or whatever. But that just means I check it all the time. Like it doesn't yep. help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just on it all the time. Yeah. I don't know. They should have, have like to- a they should have like a Narcan for phone addiction or something. You just like 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 get it into you and you're like you're 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 off it. <laughs> I think there's some kind of like apps, like additional apps you can download that like limit your time on things. And I might, I might do that. I guess I got the screen time thing and I was, uh, when it, when it first came out, I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to reshape my whole damn life. You know, (laughs) man, I'm going to I'm going to give myself one hour a day. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, immediately I was like, uh, ignore limit for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. I'm setting a clock here. Sorry, real quick cool clock Ahmed so uh, oh yeah so I've been uh, I, I, I've been working at a new job recently I went back to work uh, yeah. you know, not because I needed to I needed, I did it because uh, uh, Josh Dobb came through with the deal of a lifetime not really just needed somebody to help with this construction company and I was like you know what I don't do shit during the day and so I've been doing like man shit like I've been like painting and swinging hammers i'm covered in paint right now to be honest God damn, Pat. yeah it's really cool i like it i work like seven in the morning till three in the afternoon i eat lunch with these dudes and then i just go home yeah it's pretty rad Almost social bonding for sure yeah oh yeah 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 uh okay time here but uh yeah it's been cool i like it it's uh i do i have i have uh, however uh what we're doing is we're working on a i don't want to trash my boys companies they're not doing anything wrong the guy they're doing, <laughs> they're, they're doing these houses for he uh 
he is buying these East Austin properties. Uh, and anybody who knows about well, what a lot of major cities faces, that's kind of a can be problematic. You start buying yeah. up all the, you know, gentrifying these neighborhoods. Well, East Austin is a is a gentrifying neighborhood. Yeah. If, if for people that don't live there, it's it's a neighborhood in flux, and you can make a lot of money flipping houses there. Yes, and well, what this guy's doing is he's buying these houses, these like three bedroom houses, four bedroom houses, and he's eliminating all the common areas and turning them into seven bedroom houses, and he's going to be renting those out one at a time. And as this, as and I'm all, like, you know, Josh is a good dude, and he's on the level. He's just, you know, that's his, that's his company. He's not doing anything wrong, but like I'm seeing the the shape of this building take place, and I'm like, yo, this is fucking dystopian. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're building just, dorms for adults. It, 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 it like it was tenement housing. I was like, I, I'm yeah. standing, I'm watching a tenement house pop up around me. So, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. But other than that, <laughs> I mean, you, the time outside though, the vitamin D has been great. <laughs> Good, so, I'm glad. Yeah, uh, so. You know, Catherine, we were talking about, uh, you, know, you know, we were talking about how, you know, you're just on the, you're on the phone all the time, you know, phones kind of act as your, uh, your, your assistant almost, one would say. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'll bite, I'll bite, let's do it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where the segue yeah, goes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, you know, it's so hard to find good help these days. And, uh, <laughs> and that's what we've always heard. So I would, I was, want to do, we don't, I, we don't think we've really done this before, but I have a few, we're going to be addressing a broader topic on a few stories today. And I just wanted to talk about the the recent surge of uh, celebrities' personal assistants just robbing them fucking blind. <laughs> like, oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. Because like this is a this is a thing. I'm sure this is and this has happened since time immemorial. We even have one legacy one in here that I, that we're gonna uh, finish off with. But like it's always been a thing. If you're in power, if you have money, if you have resources, you need people to help you manage your day to day. And you know, I mean, we all saw American Psycho or not American Psycho, but um. What the hell is that? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, where yep. uh, the the dudes uh, like his, like his it was his gay butler or whatever had like that crazy orgy in his house. You know, like if you're not if you're not locking the doors behind you and checking everything, people are gonna throw right. throw orgies in your house and steal your money. Exactly, they're gonna do they're gonna do the economic equivalent of throw orgies in your house at the very least. Like yeah. you're a target. Yeah, they're gonna, you got to be careful. They're gonna fuck all over your bank account, and that's gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. But uh, yeah, so um, I wanted to, to to get to that, and um, I think one of the ones that just happened recently that uh, that's one of the more recent ones. Um, you know, J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter uh, author, whom we all mm-hmm. know and love. Um, now. Uh, well, she- we all know her. Yeah. She's been kind of wilding out on Twitter lately. Oh yeah, that's right. I I I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I know that she was like. Uh, a, I guess a reliable voice of the left there for a little bit, and now she's taking a, a, a strange turn. Is that is that she's just correct? Like, she, she, from what I can tell, she's like uh, a. I'm trying to think of like who the American equivalent is, but like she's like a center, like a liberal centrist, and yeah. so like she people were like into it for a while because she was just like surprise like this secondary character in harry potter is trans and everyone was like okay that's interesting i guess and then um but yeah she like faved some tweets from like uh like radical feminists who like hate trans people or something like there's like weird is that what is that the uh, turf right Yes. Turf, yeah. yeah. So I, she faves some some turf tweets, 
And uh, and then she's like trying to be this like paragon of like wokeness. Everyone was like, hold on. Didn't you write a book with um, big nose goblins who run a bank? Yeah. That, just wondering. <laughs> so it's people are kind of giving her shit and like maybe it's deserved. Maybe it's not. But it is very funny. Yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on with J.K. Rowling these days. I don't feel that bad for her because she has like a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah she's it's yeah, she's a legit, uh, a legit billionaire. Um, now, this one, I have a. I have a I have a, a personal tie into this story, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, is the personal tie in that you read Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nope, that I saw three of the movies. Uh, <laughs> I don't read per se. Uh, no, I am. Um, okay, so in 2016, I was working in a. I think we, I was. We didn't start the podcast when I was working at the donut truck. Uh, yeah. uh, as uh, Austin comedians are known to do, uh, we like ransacked a basically got one of us got a job at a donut truck called gordo's here in austin texas and then as we do at any workplace or apartment complex that will tolerate one of us <laughs> we just all came in the back door and there was like yep. 11 comics working at this uh this fucking yeah uh, you got a worm that's that is how the comedy economy works yes. is everybody just hooks up their friends with like their weird day job where um i mean we've talked about it on the podcast before is like ultimately what we need is we need one of our friends to get hired at a front so that we don't have to do anything yeah. and then get all <laughs> a job at the front. Yeah. Got, but yeah, I remember Gordo's, you hiring. got a bunch of people, you got a whole bunch of people on, on board over at, over at the donut truck. Yeah. The donut truck. I, I literally, I saw a, uh, I saw a call center get sunk <laughs> by like, uh, <laughs> by, by comics. Uh, what's funny is cause you show up and everybody's like, usually it's like one comic works there and everybody's like bemused by, Oh, you're a comedian. Oh yeah, that's cool. Right. And then, <laughs> Oh, you're, you're Pat's buddy. You do the comedy with Pat. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then there's like eight or nine of us and you see how like not special it is. And we're calling out all right. the time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody like sucks at the job. Yeah. So it's like stops being a novelty. Yeah. Oh man. Like we hired Christina Parrish for a night. Shout out Christina Parrish. Love her to death. <laughs> Just was, like, very funny comedian. Yeah, very funny comedian. Not a fast food truck worker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, she knew it too. She didn't even show up for next shift. Yeah, that's the kind of, <laughs> but that's the, the hell we put them through. So anyways, I was at Gordo's and it was during South by Southwest and I was working there with my son, Jake Rowe. Uh, and we're, we're working there and this, this lady comes up, uh, young, pretty blonde lady. Uh, I was like, you know, took her order she paid with a card she had a british accent and she paid with the card and i swiped it and it said on the on the card jk rowling and whoa. i was like whoa hold on well that's obviously not jk rowling so i was like is that her daughter and so i went back to jake i was like yo i think this is jk rowling's daughter and he like came out and you know we just like we're like you know okay that's interesting we looked at the card and everything i even posted about it on facebook it was like yo me and the young jake rowe think we met jk rowling's daughter and it's something about how J.K. Rowling stood for Jake Rowe. I don't know. Anyways, so sure. this was her assistant, I believe. I believe this was the assistant using mm-hmm. her card on one oh. of her many trips. Because you think you think the Gordos was part of the scam? Yeah, the Gordos was on her stop because it talks about how she took herself. She traveled a lot, and I, you know, she, I definitely wouldn't see it. Put it past her and be like, oh, I'm going to check out South by. It was during South yeah, by. Yeah, totally. Added as well. Yeah. So yeah, you may have accidentally uh, defrauded J.K. Rowling or assisted in someone else defrauding yeah. J.K. Rowling. I like to think I blew the lid off the whole thing. So, <laughs> but, well, no, uh, she was like, "Excuse me, why is someone buying ridiculously expensive donuts?" Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Please, like, blimey, seven dollars for a, a chuller or whatever it is they call it." <laughs> that was a weird word. <laughs> 
she dropped eight quid for a dinger. And yeah, that was more Australian. <laughs> but anyways, uh, well, it was her actually, it was the kind of something like that that tipped, uh, that tipped her off. Uh, so in 2017, J.K. Rowling's husband, Neil, uh, called a Michelin star restaurant and called the, uh, the Terrace Castle Restaurant in Edinburgh, Scotland, to confirm that a 400-pound deposit had been made for a luncheon there. The restaurant informed him that there was no such deposit made. This wasn't a shock to Neil, considering that neither him nor his wife, J.K. Rowling, had made any plans to eat there. But what didn't make sense is that the 400-pound withdrawal made by Rowling's assistant, Amanda Donaldson, had been earmarked in the finances specifically for this purpose. $400 mm. for deposit at a luncheon at Castle Terrace Restaurant. And it's like, well, who is she booking lunch for if not me and my you know, uh, politically cloudy wife? You know, like, if not us. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, further investigation into this revealed that Amanda Donaldson, 35, uh, said, "Blonde lady, who I'm, I, I, I'm a, like, I'm not even like fairly certain, like who the hell else would this have been, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she, uh, this was uh, Amanda Donaldson, 35. Uh, I gotta say, looking good for 35. I didn't, when looking I saw her, I thought it was, I thought it was like a 21 year old girl, like who I was like, oh, I guess her daughter goes to college at UT. <laughs> right. I, yeah. That's the, I put this whole thing together in my head. Anyways, but uh, well, that's good because i was thinking like 35 seems kind of old to be an assistant but you know maybe she's a youthful 35 yeah and also if you're like if you're i mean if you're her assistant i'm sure it's not bad work you know that's true yeah actually yeah. they're like there are people who make their whole career being like high level assistants for people yeah, yeah it's not yeah. like it's not necessarily like a an entry-level job yeah jake rowe is my assistant he's 23 and i'm ashamed of him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so she had been her personal assistant for three years uh and had uh basically just been living the good life off rowling's money because donaldson yeah. had a possession of a credit card which was supposed to be used for any expense you know she might encounter you know uh, doing the author's bidding whatever kooky shit she gets up to exactly. uh, and a, a brief overview of the expenses uh, charge revealed that the funds spent for what Donaldson labeled as labeled as personal expenses which she had an allotment for uh, had ballooned at this point at like $31,000 and so they were for like, how long? Uh, now that's what I didn't get. Cause 31 grand over the course of three years, that's 10 grand per year. I'm thinking that this happened in like, a, I would say like maybe the course of like two or three months, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That's all sheer speculation. All I know is that when they started looking at what this was comprised of, Mm-hmm. It was a shocking amount. She, um, she basically was just going out like just doing the thing, living the, uh, the, the most basic of millennial dream lives, right? Yeah. Yeah, this was exceedingly Yeah, living basic. off the Harry Potter author's largesse is like a very millennial dream life. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, and then what she did with it was just like, oh, you you blank Pinterest board of a person. Uh, <laughs> she spent 823, uh, now this is all in pounds, all right? So mm-hmm. break out your calculators if you keep track at home. But uh, she broke out $823 at BB Bakery. Uh, it's eight hundred twenty-three bucks at a bakery uh, over the course of Beauty, Beauty Bakery is a makeup company. No, this is BB Bakery. B I B. Oh, BD Bakery. She's just buying cupcakes and shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, her love of donuts. I mean, she yeah, clearly like. There you to go. Yeah, she was like, I'm gonna travel the Atlantic Ocean to go get the best damn donut. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I have no qualms saying it now. Uh, Gordo's biscuit, Gordo's donuts. It's just Pillsbury biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Pils- <laughs> it's, so it's four cents worth of dough. <laughs> and they charge like eight bucks for it. It's ridiculous. And uh, oh, you, you have to sign a knock. Talking about scams. Jesus. Yeah, we should do a damn episode on them. Uh, mm-hmm. 
we you had to sign a non-disclosure agreement to work there, uh, <laughs> where it's like, yo, you won't, you're gonna keep mum about this. Uh, she spent one thousand four hundred eighty-two dollars at Joe Malone, which is a luxury candle company. Mm-hmm. Uh, she spent a now talk about cosmetics. She spent thirty-six hundred bucks at Molten Brown. Uh, a cosmetic firm, not familiar with them. Uh, no, sounds very British. Yeah, uh, she spent uh, twenty one hundred bucks at Paper Tiger, which is a stationery store. Which Jesus, yeah, that is an unnecessary expense in twenty eighteen. Yeah, right. I don't even think I own paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I've been in situations like shit. Like if I've had to write something down, it's all on mail. Like I don't own. <laughs> I own like comedy notebooks, but I don't own like paper. Like, yeah. and I own one comedy notebook at a time to write things in and that's it. Yeah. And like post-it notes. Like that's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got, man. Whole, my whole life is just post-it notes, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then, uh, and then just to really just drive it home, just like, like the, the basic, uh, to, to the, the, the Thor hammer of basicness. Uh, she dropped 1600 bucks at Starbucks. So of course. Yeah. And that Classic. was in a three day period. <laughs> right. That's like uh, five of those fancy drinks that are basically just ice cream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Just the milkshake, the milkshake with caffeine in it. Exactly. Uh, but here's this is the the, the the purchase that just I thought was the craziest. Uh, Twelve hundred bucks for two cats. <laughs> two cats. Two cats. Adopt, don't shop, bitch. Come First on. of all, right? Yeah. The world is not at a shortage for for cats. Hang out by a dumpster, will you? Come on, like they're just there. Yeah. <laughs> they are everywhere. <laughs> oh man! And you, if you get a dumpster cat, you're gonna get a cool cat that likes to fight and hiss. You know? Yeah, that's a genetically strong cat. It's not bred <laughs> to have like a weird flat face, and you have to feed it with an eyedropper and yeah. stuff. Like, <laughs> like a purebred weirdo cat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, like those are cats that, like, if you ever want to breed them, you have to like hold each cat, and, like make it do happen for them. Uh, that's what they do <laughs> yeah. with bulldogs. But bulldogs can't breed on their own. Is what I've made understand. You just have to like move them together, like you're making two action figures. Yeah, yeah, kiss. yeah, yeah now kids. <laughs> What if like uh, an astute listener who's a dog breeder or cat breeder uh, hits me up like is like, hey, that's not actually a thing with any breed, and I've just had this weird knowledge in my head <laughs> that if you want Himalayan cats to fuck, you have to make them. <laughs> this is how I was I don't raised. Know who told you that? It's very all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know how like if you want a cat to fuck, you got to make it fuck the other cat. Like, whoa, Pat, what are you talking about? Excuse me. Yeah, I thought this was common knowledge. Uh, yeah, so now, uh, but so she did the, ex- the expense. Also, do you think it was two six hundred dollar cats, or do you think it was like one like nine hundred dollar cat and like a two hundred dollar cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she got one expensive one, and then was like, "Shit, this cat needs company, but I don't have any money left." Yeah, yeah. That's like when you buy like something expensive and then like the case for the, the expensive thing. That's like the cat, the cat case. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now, uh, so then it wasn't just the uh, the money that she spent though. She had access to uh, all of this this lady's merchandise, uh, all this, this Harry Potter merchandise, which some mm-hmm. of it can be very uh, valuable, which is not shocking. Yeah, I bet. Uh, so she it also took um, uh, okay a motorized Harry Potter Hogwarts Express, which I imagine is a train. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, sounds right. That's a train with. Uh, with, with with Hagrid, the big Chris Cubas looking motherfucker at the front, just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the train, they take the train from uh, platform nine and three quarters to Hogwarts. That's uh, okay. the Hogwarts Express. They have to like run through a wall <laughs> to like 
go to the secret yeah. magical yeah, I have, I have, yeah I have seen that one I have okay. seen that one yeah uh, now she also she is in a Harry Potter wizard collection I don't know Harry Potter wi- I mean I know it's, he is a wizard and like I'm, I'm well aware of that but it's, it's a <laughs> wizard collection I don't, yeah, I don't know unclear but the train was $467 or pounds like god damn yeah four hundred sixty-seven dollars. yeah that's a luxury toy train yeah the harry potter wizard collection is two thousand two hundred thirty-one dollars and 76 cents i what i don't know what the wizard collection is it real people like what are they i don't, like, I don't get i guess it's probably just like a lot of bullshit like yeah. a, a big like multiple items of harry potter garbage yeah, it's like a merch box it's like yeah here's that hat that tells you if you're evil and uh, this, is, this is an elf with a sock <laughs> like here you just <laughs> I would listen to you just recount what you think the plot of Harry Potter is. I feel like that would be a very good uh, podcast episode. We will get. Uh, yeah, I yeah, will do it. The, 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 <laughs> let's, let's, okay, uh, I know there's a bunch of redheaded kids that got a flying car, and uh, yep, yep, yeah, and that uh, he has uh, is. The family that he's with hates him and they're fat, and he can talk yep. to snakes. I mean, that's that, that, that's where yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing going pretty good so far. Uh, doesn't um, I don't know? Doesn't like Hermione like uh, use a like a time machine device to like do a double major? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she like illegally. It's basically like the wizard version of like doing Adderall legally. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> she's not supposed to do it, but she does it so she can like take more classes, something what like a that. Nerd. If I if I found out somebody <laughs> was using a time machine device to 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 like to, to do anything other than just kill Hitler, I'd be like, what? What are you doing, man? Yeah, right. Yeah, if you're not she's, killing Hitler and invested in Google, then what the fuck are we even here for? <laughs> that is a very uh, weird, unspoken part of Harry Potter mythology. Is they can time travel and yet no one went back in time to kill Hitler. Yeah, no, not not at all. It's they're complicit. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I we can't prove they didn't go back in time to make Hitler's parents bang. We we can't prove they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, because they're you know they were like, hey, I've been really deep to those book nosed gnomes that run the bank. <laughs> <Let's>, right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the deserting world is anti-Semitic and yeah. it's a problem. Yeah. We need to talk. About it. Yes, yes. Uh, now the Harry Potter tales of the uh, Harry Potter tales of Beetle the Bard set. Again, I don't know. Like, like the set I is like what the fuck that means. Yeah, yeah is, it, is it silverware? Is it a fucking croquet? Croquet? I don't know. Who's Beetle the Bard? What? I, I think Beetle the Bard would be like. Uh, like, is it? Is that some kind of like like historical figure? Like, uh, like in Game of Thrones, you have like the Magar, I, Magar I, the Cruel or whatever. I have no idea. I read all of the books except the last one, and I don't remember Beetle the Bard. But oh wow, who knows? <laughs> um, and then so yeah, she, then, then there was the four hundred dollar deposit for the lunch. But then on top of all of that, and this is where it's like, okay, yeah, this is she made good use of her time. She also just stole straight up seventy seven hundred dollars cash out of a safe. So like, yeah, nice. Like, nice. yeah, fuck all. Yeah, you keep the trains. I'm, I'm taking this cold hard currency. Uh, so yeah, so the Scottish son. Uh, this this came out. They they found her. They just they uh, they find her for uh, gross misconduct involving a substantial breach of trust. Fair. Uh, and a spokesperson for J.K. Rowling told ABC News that we can confirm that J.K. Rowling has taken legal action against her personal former a former personal assistant Amanda Donaldson. Uh, as the case is not yet concluded, we are not able to comment further. So there will be won't be any comment from J.K. Rowling. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna go back. Shout out to that assistant. I feel like if 
your employer is a billionaire and you can try to get away with it why not yeah yeah and then she, she also this is her, her quote she said uh she denied any wrongdoing and suggested in court that Rowling had not suffered any loss and it is entitled to no damages <laughs> yeah I mean yeah okay come at me bro <laughs> yeah so that's uh that, that that's the J, the JK Rowling one um yeah I, like I guess we'll start we'll do an individual worth it on each one and I would say uh yeah. I would say Worth it, yeah, definitely give it give it a shot. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think you have a compelling argument that she suffered no damages because I think you could probably prove, like, look, this woman has more money than she could spend in ten lifetimes. Yeah, yeah. And me taking like what a grand total of like maybe fifty thousand from her, like she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, she will be fine. It, but, uh, like, uh, also, she should be careful because J.K. Rowling will go back and retroactively make her gay or something. She'll be like, "Oh That's yeah, you want to yeah, fuck yeah. with me? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing your backstory. What's now? What's up now?" <laughs> All right. So uh, now moving on, another uh, kind of similar one, but this one's a, a, a little, a little. I don't think more cool because I guess Harry Potter's cool. <laughs> but like, I, all right. So uh, Mark Anthony. I know you know we love him. Sounds great. Sure. Right? Mark Anthony. Latin crooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, my homeboy uh, Justin Manuel looks like um, not Mark Anthony. There's a uh, this is what's fucked up. The story I'm going to tell essentially is that I always say he looks like Mark Anthony. He reminds me that he looks like Julio Iglesias. Or no, the youngest Iglesias. Enrique, Enrique Iglesias? Iglesias. That's what he looks like. Oh man, he's handsome. Oh yeah, yeah. My, my boy, handsome. yeah, my boy Justin's a looker, man. That's a beautiful dude. <laughs> uh, his whole family's well put together. They're 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 all they're all Panamanian and just a, a, a fine family to look at. Just uh, an attractive group of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Justin has two sisters who all throughout high school. We went to high school with them, and we never saw them. And Justin made it made it so. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that poor guy. Yeah, he's like, doesn't your sisters ever really come out and hang out? He's like, no, they, that's not your business and you'll never know if they hang out anywhere <laughs> like, oh, all right fair enough uh but yeah so That's, we have a friend we have a friend who has a very beautiful sister who has also been put in this situation have you ever seen zach brooks's sister oh yeah 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 i i, I didn't even know she existed until yeah. he put that put that facebook picture i was like this is my lovely sister I, I, and everyone was like holy shit your sister is beautiful yeah, and he was like and he was, that's why none of you have ever seen her or heard about her <laughs> Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, Mark Anthony. Yeah, I used to tell my homeboy Justin, I'd always be like, Justin, you look like Mark Anthony. He'd be like, Dude, it's it's uh, it's uh, Enrique Iglesias. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I look like the much better looking one. Yeah, Get it right. Exactly. But uh, yeah, Mark Anthony, uh, old bug eyes. Uh, his uh, his longtime accountant uh, Kyle Tessario, uh was just recently found out that he had been using the singer's American Express card to make um, well. It came up at one point. This one purchase got flagged, and okay. um, American Express flagged this this per, uh, purchase. And they don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, as soon as that one purchase got flagged, this dude came clean and confessed that for the last nine years, he had been using the singer's American Express card to finance an insane lifestyle full of uh, Manhattan strip clubs and European vacations. Damn! Yeah. Just admit to the one yeah, guy. On Amex card. Yeah, dude. That's that, like like. But I. The guy, see, now this is accountant, and apparently he was the accountant of the stars. Like he was at one point Drake uh, and Pharrell's accountant. So I can imagine that, like, any like financial interest he has tied up in his own company, like, or, or whatever it may be, uh, that if he like you know tried to ride it out or do a, a cover up, it might tank his chances of ever profiting off of the company that he built again. Maybe. 
Yeah, that that could be it. And like, yeah, maybe maybe admitting to this keeps people from investigating other. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you've stolen from other people. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, I was I I I got kicked off of a church ski trip one time in the eleventh grade because uh, they said that we had cigarettes on us, which was true. And they said, <laughs> now look, you can either give us the cigarettes. Or we can search your bag. I'll, here's the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take them. Anyway. Taking uh, the guilty pleading. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so over the course of these uh, of these nine years, uh, Kyle Tessario had racked up millions in charges on Anthony's American Express card, uh, blowing tens of thousands on high-end strip clubs, travel, and fancy meals. Uh, after Amex did question that one purchase, Tessario immediately turned himself in. Uh, his attorney said what Kyle did took a great deal of courage. <laughs> like, yeah, it did, it did take a lot of courage to steal from Mark Anthony. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the attorney said shortly after Tessario or Tessiero, get at me, Twitter, uh, copped to one count of grand larceny in exchange for up to nine years in prison. So he's still getting nine years. I'm sure he can. He can yeah. I'm sure he'll work something out on that. But uh, yeah, he's probably got some money stashed away for when he gets out. I would say so because his his grand total what he took away over the course of those nine years two point five million dollars. Damn! Yeah. How much? How much money does Mark Anthony have that you can take that much from him without know. him finding That's out? That's probably one of those dudes who's just like his show money is probably just through the through the roof. Like he can constantly tour. So mm, let's see. I'm looking yeah. it up right now. I look up celebrity net worth like twice an hour. <laughs> Who's what's a surprising one for you? Uh, have you found anybody? Anthony Bourdain. Like, Anthony Bourdain was only worth a hundred thousand dollars when he died. Whoa! Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder why. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I, I do not know. I think maybe he has some shit tied up, in, or maybe I, I could see him being the guy that had it all under a mattress. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, what's another one that's shocking? Uh, well, of course, Larry David is almost a billionaire. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see that. Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me, me, uh, me and Priscilla always do. We'll look it up and then we'll like guess like, uh, like you know, where, where mm-hmm. they're at or try to guess it. And it's kind of funny. After a while, you start to become less and less impressed with stuff right because you get better at guessing yeah or just like or like you'll be like it'll be like oh was it like so and so like he's worth 18 million you're like 18 million come on man get your shit together yeah, man step up your game bro like uh <laughs> no uh one thing that's kind of crazy is i found that three million seems to be like the base i think where like the, your worth starts getting like recorded in a meaningful way because when you find mm-hmm. like not c-list celebrities but just celebrities who are I, i'm specifically referencing gary owen the stand-up comic not owen mm-hmm. benjamin but gary owen i always get those two confused <laughs> which makes no sense <laughs> but uh gary owen is worth three million i was like okay he's been in a couple movies or whatever and then he was on decent samaro and they asked him about three mil and he was like yeah it sounds about right but i found that a lot of celebrities were at that level kind of like it's always says three million that's like the entry it feels like yeah 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 it's the default estimation yeah 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 exactly uh mark anthony 80 million damn yeah, all right yeah, get it he's doing okay uh another shocking one uh although i think this is less shocking now because information's got out chameleonaire 25 million dollars Oh man, a, he's a chameleon at 25 years, 25 times over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, one of my favorite, I, you know, uh, my brain is just full of chameleon lines, but uh, he said, uh, <laughs> your, your, girl, your girl's got my name tattooed above her navel, but she got it misspe- misspelled. Oh, well, what the hell? I'll pretend my name's Chameleonaire for Michelle. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, because he, uh, he left music and went into Capital... Uh, or the, the, right. Yeah, he's like an investor. Yeah, he's like a venture capitalist. Yeah, venture now. capitalist. Yeah, and so he's like he's he's killing it. But so yeah, so this guy this guy gets caught stealing some of his eighty million. What he'd been doing was he would just use the American Express card, um, 
Because as I made understand, it's everywhere you want to be, and uh, or maybe yeah. somebody else. But uh, so he would <laughs> using the American Express card, and then um, he would pay the American Express card off right out of the singer's bank account. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he kept that up for nine years, and I don't like I don't know what got flagged or what happened, but I mean, shit, man, I would have just be like, what? Huh? I don't know. Just kept it moving. Yeah. Oh, it must have been a mistake. I, I meant to do it out of a different account or something, and and have that be that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, one time at Gordo's, uh, I, I misplaced a paycheck, and then I had him cut uh, me a new one. And then I found the old paycheck in the in the food truck, and like mm-hmm. I just put it on my desk. And then one day I was walking out the house, and I just for shits and giggles, I grabbed it, went to the check cashing spot, still got a cash. Just to see. Yeah, they nice. never canceled it. Oh man, Gordo's, if you're listening, I made that up. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was. You're just spilling a lot of Gordo secrets. On yeah, I am. Yo, the Gordo's tea is hot, and it's made of biscuits. And it's cheaper <laughs> than you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, he. Um, but yeah, they said he actually uh, he came through. I, I, it says out of guilt. It said the guilt was too much. And his. Uh, wow. Yeah, he confessed to the long this long running scheme to Manhattan prosecutors. So, yeah, I guess this guy just didn't have the stomach for it. Get out the game, bro. Uh, worth it? No, nine years in prison. I. I, I y- the, nah. Yeah. No. I mean, if all you do is go to the strip no. club a bunch, that's fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, no, no strip club, no European vacation is worth nine years yeah, no, in prison. Well, maybe if you went to the south of France, you know, <laughs> like in spring. Uh, yeah, moving, I don't know. Yeah, moving, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. Uh, so, uh, moving on to uh, another one we wanted. This was this one's a few years older, uh, but this one was always interesting to me. Uh, do you know the story about Dane Cook's brother? No, I don't. Okay, uh, Dane Cook's brother, Daryl McCauley, um, was his longtime manager from like uh, nineteen ninety, like the early nineties to two thousand eight. Uh oh, is this a scumbag Boston relative of Dane <laughs> Cook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even his. It's his <laughs> fucking half brother. Like fuck. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. And a, a real brother, maybe you can have be your manager. A half brother. Yeah. No, yeah. You're only getting, you're, you're only getting you're, half the loyalty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. I, I, you know, half siblings. They are half the sibling. It's really true. No, I'm kidding. I have a half sister. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't readily identify her as my half sister. But uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. So he. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like his early, his early '90s manager, and I gotta say, it's his half brother, and uh, he did not get the the Dane Cook got the uh, the the good half of the jeans. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> like Dane Cook, is I don't know like where he rates on it. I know he's not like out of this world handsome, but he's you know they they put him in a movie, and uh, yeah, you know he's. That, I mean, he was he was doing all right. Yeah, yeah, and he for was, he was a leading man for a while. Yeah, and for lack of a better term, for lack of a better term to describe, he's a charming guy. I'm sure, like if you met him at dinner, you'd be like, oh, this guy's great. Uh, Daryl. Sure. Macaulay. He's a he's a creep now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dating a nineteen year old. So <laughs> yeah, you know, dinner now. You just be like, hey, uh, get the fuck away from my table, bro. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, his brother just looks like you can tell they're related, but it's just you know the classic thing where like one brother like looks. Like yeah, decent. he got all the he got all the dominant genes. Yeah, the, like one brother looks good, the other brother looks like the other brother in the microwave for thirty seconds. Like just yeah, yeah, it's a little. I feel bad because like obviously like famous people tend to be very good looking obviously but also we get so used to what they look like because they're famous yeah that then when you see like a family member of theirs it always looks weird even if the family member would be like a totally good looking attractive normal yeah. person <laughs> they always look fucked up because you're like always comparing them to this face that you see all the time yeah, you know yeah, what i mean no, that's so true i am... like have you ever seen uh, vin diesel's brother <laughs> no i've seen I've, I've heard like the the idea of vin diesel having a brother talk 
toss he around. He has a twin brother. Oh yeah, like uh, I've heard. Like I've always been joking about like Vin Diesel's brother Frank Diesel or whatever. Like, but uh, I've never actually seen the guy. Uh, yeah, no, Vin Diesel's brother is like he. Because, like, Vin Diesel, he just, like, works out all the time. Yeah. He's, like, a big muscle man. And his brother is not, is just, like, a regular dude yeah, yeah. with, like, Vin Diesel's face. It's super weird. Yeah. And, like, it, you also realize that, like, Vin Diesel shaves his head because he doesn't have any hair. Because, yeah. like, the brother is bald, you know? Yeah. It's very weird. It's very, very strange. Uh, my, my, the thing that infuriates me the most about any scene that's ever had Vin Diesel in it, like, like, especially this. This is very prevalent in the the Fast and Furious movies, but mm-hmm. also just like any Vin Diesel project at all. How, how writers write a scene for Vin Diesel is. Uh, Everybody in the scene has a, a one idea, like an idea of what's going on, and then Vin Diesel, who hasn't talked the whole scene, says one thing, and it like flips the whole script. For example, they'd be like, "So what are we gonna do? We're just gonna walk out of the Rio de Janeiro Police Department," and he like puts the hood <laughs> of a car down. He's like, "Yeah," and it's like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> or like, or it's like, "No, we're gonna drive out," and like he always like one ups it and flips it on him, and like I just don't yeah. have faith that he, he would pull that like- off. <laughs> he gets like the CSI Miami like sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And uh, uh, I did. We did a master pancake of Fast Fast Five. Yeah. Uh, a while ago, and it was very fun because we all just got to do Vin Diesel impressions, yeah. which is basically just it's just Sylvester Stallone, pretty much. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's your Vin Diesel impression. It was very fun. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's yeah, he, clearly not the brains of the operation. Yeah, no, no, he's not. So, uh, so yeah, back to back to the the Dane Cook, the the Vin Diesel of comedy. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, it, it basically they found out uh, it was uh, from 2008. Essentially, what happened was, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, it was his brother, his brother, half brother, and his sister in law, uh, and it's like either from the court cases filed in Lowell, Massachusetts, and I just, I mean, Dane Cook's brother and sister in law just seem like, like, oh god, like, like what's that asshole couple from SNL? It's just like, like, we're Adam Driver. It was like him and his the girlfriend. They were at the coffee shop, the fake coffee shop. He's like, no, my girl's a Peretti's girl. Anyways, uh, that's what I get when I see them. But uh, yeah, so they were, uh, they were. He was just his longtime manager. He used to sell like. T- shirts at the venues and shit uh, mm-hmm. you know and in his victim impact statement cook had said that he uh his primary motivation for hiring his half brother who was a former corrections officer who was injured on the job was to keep him safe so i guess like he hired him because he like was like yo if i fight like basically basically if this guy left to his own devices he might ruin his life so i'm gonna bring him on board to help right him. i'm gonna help him out because i'm the i'm the breadwinner in my family and i gotta look out for yeah it. yeah exactly. all these random fuck up yeah yeah and so uh so you know they 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 basically as the career took off it wasn't even an incident that spurred it it was just like okay we're bringing in way more money now than we were previously so i maybe need somebody that actually has a a financial background so i'm going to keep you on board as like my you know like my manager whatever it is but i'm going to get somebody to handle the finances so right you're like my roadie merch guy like handler yeah yeah exactly yeah. like yeah you're always i'll get an account yeah I'll, I'll give you the mc hammer job like stand over there here's 100 grand uh yeah exactly so like he decided so uh he decided to replace macaulay and then he uh he said hey i need the financial records to give to the new guy and macaulay said balked he said what no no that's you know, like i don't I, I like what do you mean what do you mean you need the books <laughs> like, oh no yeah 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 so uh and um and, and cook was like no man i insist you turn those books over and on that day macaulay forged his last stolen check one for three million dollars 
Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Bold move. Bold plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bold, bold plan. He went on a cross-country spending spree uh, with his uh, his longtime fiance. I don't know. It's his wife. Um, why does like a long time fiance always seem shady? Uh, <laughs> Very shady, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was Erica McCauley who uh, they say in the whole time she was with uh, in Dane Cook's, you know, employ, uh, or they, 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 basically the whole time that her husband was working for Dane, uh, she was uh, listed her income as a beautician and never made more than five thousand per year. So, oh, but boy. somehow showered herself with jewelry, antiques, and homes in Wilmington and Maine, and business invest- investments and expensive trips and lavish, expensive cars and lavish trips although i'm sure mm-hmm. the cars were lavish as well but uh so in 2008 investigators in the state attorney general's office began to investigate cook's allegations that macaulay's that the macaulay's had stolen millions from him uh following the macaulay's money macaulay's money trail through forged checks and wire transfers uh they said she hid the cash she didn't spend they found fists full of cash hidden under a bed in one of the macaulay's homes <laughs> uh they nice yeah they found uh money in a flower pot and also in a plastic container marked American chop suey. And they found it. In a, <laughs> yeah, they found it in a bag in the attic and the freezer and also a, a, a designer pocketbook stuffed full of cash. Um, and then uh, through like a phone surveillance, uh, they, they Macaulay, Eric, Erica Macaulay, 38 years old, uh, told a friend of hers, you know, not stupid to keep all the money in one place. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you know, you got to put a little on a flower yeah, pot, yeah, yeah, a little, yeah, a little, yeah, a little American chop suey, yeah. you know, diversify. Yeah, I line my clothing with, with money and I, I wear it out yeah. of the house. Everything goes down. I got it all on me. Uh, exactly. That's a smart way to yeah, do it. it. It's way more convenient than like an ATM card, so to speak. It's called diversify. Yeah. <laughs> you got to diversify your portfolio, which what I mean is liquidate your assets, turn them into clothing. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, so standing before the Middlesex Superior Court Judge Mary Lou Rupp yesterday, Erica McCauley, I love when they just break him down a peg. She goes, Erica McCauley wore an ill-fitting green T-shirt. Her, ta- her hair Aww. was pulled back into a ponytail. She wore no makeup. Actually, she's probably, she's probably, trying, to look, probably trying to look poor, like, looking like she didn't yeah. steal $3 million. Yeah, that's that's honestly a pretty good yeah, point. Yeah, that's what you- I'm just imagining because, like, I know Middlesex County. Like, I know uh, where these people are from. I'm imagining the sisters in the fighter. That's yeah. what she looks like. <laughs> I love that character on SNL. The 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 the, the girlfriend's the boxer's girlfriend. T- oh yeah, I'm taking the kids. And I'm going to my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what uh, we see here. So. Um, she pleaded guilty to two counts of larceny over two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, well over, and conspiracy. Two counts of receiving stolen property. Uh, over oh, there, there's two counts of receiving stolen property over two fifty. Those were dropped by prosecutors. Uh, Daryl McCauley was sentenced to five to six years in state prison, following ten years probation and restitution after pleading guilty to twenty seven counts of larceny, uh, three counts of forgery, embezzlement, and other charges. Uh, Erica got two and a half years, uh, followed by 10 years probation. Uh, the probation includes careful monitoring of their finances and restitution of $10.8 million, um, which, like, you'll never be able to pay that back. Uh, yeah, no, impossible. Yeah, they had to surrender jewelry, homes, cars, cash. Uh, defense attorney Brad Paul, 
Binion, representing Macaulay, said his client is extremely embarrassed by what she did. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, well, in that, in that case. Yeah, she has ex- uh, expressed tremendous remorse and requests forgiveness. In um, a uh, victim impact statement, Cook. Imagine Dane Cook's victim impact statement. He's like, all right, bro, you, know, like, you got your brother, right? And, like He's always like stealing your fucking money. And it's like, dude, my feelings hurt. <laughs> Dane Cook's victim impact statement. Uh, Cook wrote that he never would have believed that Macaulay's would try to financially destroy him. Uh, a little into this is that uh, just this year, uh, Dane Cook uh, posted a video to his Instagram where he is uh, serious, he's watching Jeopardy and he says, oh, gee, Jeopardy, I can always sit down and uh, just to get away from it all and watch Jeopardy and it, the question came up and it was like uh, <laughs> this comedian's brother stole or uh, Dane Cook's brother stole 10, 20 million dollars from him in a, a crime known as this and like what is grand larceny <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Dan Cook, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, that was almost verbatim the AV Club headline. <laughs> was like, well, oh shit, okay, Dan. Yeah. And then he, he even he, he 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 nails the landing. He doesn't say anything. He just looks at the camera, hurt, and that's the end of it. Classic. Yeah. Uh, Dan Cook still got jokes. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still got good. I, the last when I first got on Twitter, I followed him, uh, and he tweeted a picture of somebody wearing a bunch of denim, and he said, "Hey, look, this guy ate all the denim." <laughs> I don't even know if that's funny. I just it was funny that he said it. So uh, yeah, uh, but like we so that was that's the the three kind of like more modern era ones that I had, and I wanted to end us on uh, mm-hmm. just this one. I'd heard about this from. I don't know if it was a listener on Twitter or somebody I was just telling the podcast about because I'll just run up to people in the street and make them listen to me talk about the podcast. <laughs> uh, but so they, uh, I, I don't know if you know this, um, the story of the death of Hank Williams. I do not know the story. No. Okay. Uh, Hank Williams. Uh, I, I, maybe you just had to guess how Hank Williams died. Uh, you're like, oh, of a drug overdose in the backseat of a car outside of a diner. Yes. <laughs> like that's, oh no. Yeah, okay. That's, that's what happened. Uh, <laughs> Hank Hill. Uh, I was gonna guess plane crash because I feel like all old timey celebrities died in plane crashes. But yeah, I don't. I think he was too drunk to fly. So okay, fair <laughs> enough. Can't die in a plane crash. You're too drunk to get on the plane. That's that's yeah. true. Uh, Smart. Yeah. So in the last years of Hank's life, like he was just been, you know, like um, he was having a tough time. Yeah, having a tough time. His is is uh, he had he ruined his marriage. Uh, his his manager left him and uh like all of his staff like he was like he was one of the biggest celebrities in the world at the time hank williams like he was you know beyonce big so he had like you know even though he's like singing about the honky tonks and rootin tootin like this dude was living like the life and uh so he had had that kind of money at least so he had like a staff like doctors and shit and everybody left him nobody was like messing with him he had to just kind of like get new people uh so he one night in oklahoma city uh so let's just um, <clears throat> get into this here. Uh, yeah, so in the last years of Hank's life, uh, a con man and thief became Hank's personal doctor. Toby Marshall, a convicted uh, robber and forger who'd bought his medical diplomas from a traveling salesman, promised to Hank help Hank get off drugs and alcohol. One of Hank's band members, Tommy Hill, described the daily routine as they toured the country playing one-nighters. He said, me and a bunch of the pickers talked about how uh, Hank's manager, Clyde Purdue, and Toby Marshall, his doctor, were just in it for what they could get out of Hank because he was making pretty fair money. Uh, but mm-hmm. Hank never saw any of it. You see, if Hank took one shot of whiskey, he was drunk. So they'd get a six-pack and allot him so many beers after he woke up until the time of the show, and that kept him happy. Uh. Yeah. Then the doctor would give him a shot so he'd lose all his beer, throw it all up, and then they'd put black coffee down him, let him do the show, then give him a six-pack and put him to bed. Ugh. Yeah, just that's like that's like like that's just disgusting. Like when somebody's I was 
it's like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just like, hey, keep keep the 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 money the money bag doped up. So you know, they, right? Yeah. Keep him on keep him on life support so he can keep making us yes. money. Yeah. Uh, one of his Dr. Marshall's favorite treatments for addiction was a sedative called uh, chloral hydrate. The drug is known to be lethal, especially when mixed with alcohol. In the last week in 1952, the South was iced in, but the Bookers uh, had lined up a show in Canton, Ohio for New Year's Day and were determined that Hank would make it. On December 30th, he climbed to the backseat of his 1952 Cadillac as Charles Carr, his hired driver, began the long trip from Alabama to Ohio. Carr and Hank stopped to spend the night in Knoxville, but the singer was ill. Dr. Paul Cardwell arrived at the hotel and administered two shots of morphine mixed with vitamin B12. Because, <laughs> you know, that's... Yeah, for a little pick-me-up for yeah, some yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Toby Marshall and Canton... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Toby Marshall and Canton, awaiting the arrival of Hank, spoke with Carr on the phone and ordered him to leave immediately for Canton, regardless of Hank's condition or the weather. So they just dope him up. The, the, the acting doctor called the main doctor, and the main doctor was like, no, get him here. Like He's got to get here. Because you, your doctor makes all your booking decisions. Uh, right. That's that's not a conflict of interest yeah, no, no, at no, all. No. Uh, it was the middle of the night, and the roads were iced up. Inside, the car was freezing. Investigators later estimated that the temperature in the back seat may have dropped to zero. Uh, Hank died somewhere between Knoxville and Oak Hill, West Virginia. When a car stopped for gas, he found country music's greatest star lying face up in the back seat. Even though, uh. yeah, even though a local physician ruled to death a heart attack, many who knew Hank speculated that he died from a combination of drugs, alcohol, and hypothermia. An autopsy revealed alcohol in his system, but the doctor didn't test his body for drugs. Uh, you know, Hank's songs, uh, yeah, there's a uh, huge outpouring. Um, you know, his, there was a little bit of a fight over his money, and he was buried in his hometown of Montgomery. Now, three months later, this doctor, Toby Marshall, uh, his, his, his lies came tumbling down. In March 1953, uh, his, uh, his estranged wife, Faye, died in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, the death was suspicious, and she appeared to be in good health. Hos- uh, cops began an investigation and found that Marshall had written Faye a prescri- prescription for Caffergot. Uh, a medicine designed to relieve migraine headaches during the probe into Faye Marshall's death. That's medicine designed to relieve migraine headaches like 50 years ago oh, yeah. was like the best shit yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Drug wise. <laughs> like that is like, it's just fucking, it's yeah, heroin. Yeah, exactly, yeah, like, like it's always something crazy. We've got this, we've got this crazy new thing. It's called a gel cap full of heroin. <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, they, 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 they wanted to make a case against Marshall, although uh, her body had uh, not been autopsied. So, yeah, so they, uh, they looked into this, this guy's background, uh, Hank Williams' doctor. And uh, since Marshall lived in Oklahoma City, uh, state officials uh, began the investigation of his background. Detectives learned that he prescribed chloral hydrate, a powerful sedative and heart depressant, to Hank nine days before his death. The prescription he wrote was for 24 grains of chloral hydrate. It was dated December 12, 1952, when the bottle was empty. It was found it was nearly empty. So the likelihood is that Hank had taken the drugs right up to his time of death. Um, Marshall had already served time in Oklahoma for forgery. It was currently on parole. You know, when your doctor's on parole for forgery and it was yeah, forced to admit to investigators that he'd obtained his medical degrees fraudulently. He also admitted that he'd been previously convicted of robbery in California and served two years in San Quentin. Uh, wow. Yeah, so they toyed about charging him with Hank's death, but they really couldn't prove that he had done it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, they were like, maybe we could file a case of manslaughter. In the end, the fake do- doctor had his parole revoked and served the remainder of his sentence in Oklahoma, sit- Oklahoma State Penitentiary uh, for the forgery charge. Now, uh, authorities in Mexico wanted to make a case against Marshall because Faye's body had not been autopsied, exhumed, and examined. However, there wasn't enough evidence to do it. Uh, essentially, at what uh, they couldn't charge him with anything. Uh, years later, in 1954, uh, he was arrested 
arrested in Oklahoma City for vagrancy, possession of barbiturates, attempting to pass a bogus check. He had registered as a, to a motel as a doctor. And uh, three years later, the bogus physician was convicted in Denver of dispensing habit-forming drugs without a prescription. Uh, he, ser- yeah, he served six months for that offense. He can't stop. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, basically, then uh, because of the uncertainty about where Hank died and the fact that West Virginia, the West Virginia coroner ruled his death a heart attack, charges against Toby Marshall were never filed, and he just um, just went off into obscurity. Funny thing about him, though, is in uh, one of the newspaper articles I found about him from back then, uh, he... he Told the court that he was a, a doctor of science, <laughs> and uh, and he said that it, he said that Hank probably committed suicide because he was mad about his career. So oh, yeah, so boy. be careful who you let in your circle. Uh, Adding insult to injury. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, so that's uh, that, that's the thing. Just, if you got this things going on, be careful who you let in your circle. If you happen to be a rainbow haired, face tattooed rapper who uh, is actively <laughs> hanging out with a with a street gang, you know, and uh, your fucking managers in court with you, and the judge asks your manager how he pleads guilty or not guilty and you say yo Trey ate all day we don't bend, we don't break like you're gonna go to prison for the rest of your life don't bring yeah. if you have anything going for yourself be careful who hangs around with you if you don't have anything going for yourself be careful too but let's be honest who cares yeah. uh, at that point but right like you got you got very little to lose yeah. but yeah if you have a lot to lose change your phone number yeah. unlist it yeah like Make sure you know who's around you, and yeah, don't let people <laughs> shout gang slogans. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if we take nothing else from, away from today, uh, just that you know, know that. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that. That's that. Um, that's that one right there. So yeah, be careful you let your circle. Uh, I feel like you ordered these stories from like person criminal i like the most to criminal i like the yeah, least Yeah, it got worse and worse as it went on <laughs> <laughs> yeah go home yeah in big in big so uh yeah <laughs> hank williams doctor is my closer <laughs> so uh yeah that's uh that's that i don't uh i don't recommend doing that <laughs> not worth it um not worth it yeah, yeah. don't kill country star hank yeah. williams with uh, 50s drugs yeah please don't you, you you know thank god he was able to crank out junior before it all happened and we got the right. greatest country f- uh, football anthem of all time <laughs> <laughs> the, the tough question are you are you ready for some football because all my rowdy <laughs> friends are coming over tonight and it's a monday night party <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Uh, I don't really have anything coming up. I guess on the, I don't know when this is gonna be out. On December nineteenth, uh, I will be uh, at Spider House Ballroom for the Avery Moore Christmas show. <laughs> I don't know. You just got real slick. You slowed down for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got, I got worried. Yeah, I was, and then you picked it back yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think where the hell is going to be at. Anyways, but yeah. So I'll be out <laughs> about. Look at me. Fuck with me. Follow me on Twitter at bztx. Uh, Kathy, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, um, I have a show December 18th, Tuesday, uh, at Stand Up New York at 10 p.m. We're doing the What a Time to Be Alive uh, stand-up showcase. We do one once a month. They're really fun. Um, yeah, and that I have that podcast, What a Time to Be Alive, that's about like weird news stories. And then I have uh, WrestleSplania, which is about professional wrestling. So if you want to hear me talk more than for just an hour because you're a creep you have two <laughs> options to uh to hear me yeah. and yeah i'm kath Bobdoro and everything uh thanks for listening yeah, yeah guys uh yeah, thanks for tuning in please uh you know rate like listen share subscribe leave a review uh you know tell your friends and uh but above all do don't get caught <laughs> don't get caught I said, do not get caught don't do that either but be cool about it don't get caught you know contractions that's what the cool do kids do 
not get yeah, caught. Yeah. Please don't get caught. Anyways, guys, yeah, take care. Thanks for, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Bye.